You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Here, it's a new week of Locked On Fantasy Football. That means we're going to kick off a new series here. So, excited to look at our rankings here across positions. A half-point PPR is a format we use. We use the Consensus Fantasy Pros rankings there to see where the industry is leaning towards on players across the board. So how we'll do it, we'll eventually get to the overall rankings and we'll put those together to see how these players stack up across positions. But we're first going to break it down by position. So we'll get to quarterbacks today. So we'll go through the rankings here. We'll look deep into the QB2s. Running back will go pretty deep there as well looking all the way through uh, some potential flex options for you. Wide receivers will go all the way through wide receiver 5. That's 60 players in a 12-team league. And then we'll look at tight end uh, there, the tight end 1s, tight ends 2, and the values there that we see across the board. So quarterback, so we need to dive into it here right away. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and it'll get 15% off your next order. All right, quarterback. So let's look at the top of the rankings here for 2021. These are according to Fantasy Pros right now as of last week with the free agent period and the draft over. This is what it's looking like. So first up, not a surprise there, number one is Patrick Mahomes. He finished in terms of average points per game, number two last year there in his scoring, bigger sample size. Missed a few games. He wasn't the overall score. That was Josh Allen. And the individual average per game score was Dak Prescott. But Mahomes was in the sweet spot at number two. He delivered everywhere he needed to be there. Lived up to his reputation as an elite fantasy quarterback every which way. So he's ranked one. Bump up from two. Not a surprise there. With the durability, the production, uh, the revamped offensive line, the weapons. Still looking here pretty well for Mahomes. He's humming right now. He's an elite player in a system he knows very well, starting to become a young veteran here as well. So no worries there with Patrick Mahomes. Logical that he's number one because I think he's the safest quarterback on the board as well. Josh Allen is trying to get to that level here of safety as a quarterback. He's uh, ranked number two here. He actually finished third there. And again, first, when you look at the overall body of work, being able to stay healthy for all 17 weeks, and play at a level. So Josh Allen being number two with Mahomes. Yeah, we didn't think that was going to be the case. We thought he might be a sleeper to watch last year. Then things that really broke in his favor with his Bills offense. Now he's settled in. Has a ton of weapons. He's got his own legs to support him. So yeah, no surprise at number two. Now, number three also falls in line with that. Kyler Murray is number three. He finished four in average uh, fantasy football scoring at quarterback last year. So it sticks with uh, where he was and finished. So 
Yeah, so Kyler, with his running, I mean, that's a big part of his game. We know that. And they're an elite rushing team as well as uh, spreading the ball and throwing it. He's got a little extra weaponry now with A.J. Green in the mix here for him. Andy Isabella, Christian Kirk, and just a lot of speed there as well with uh, Rondell Moore joining the fray for Kyler Murray. So plenty of weaponry, a running team that he's a big part of, and spreads the ball around, throws it a high volume. So all there for Kyler Murray. That's your big three here. And those three form the top tier, by the way. So that's where the drop-off occurs after those three guys in terms of how we feel and the confidence of drafting those players at quarterback. So we mentioned Dak Prescott being at number four and the number one from the average scoring last year. He was on a tear through those first five games before the ankle went down here. So Dak, yeah, he's got weapons as well. Wide receivers, tight ends. He can run it in. He gives you a good baseline rushing touchdown-wise. He can throw for more than 4,000 yards. So Dak, kind of the best of both worlds as a thrower and runner. A little bit of Josh Allen in him. A little bit of Mahomes. But he puts it all together in a nice package. And you think the Cowboys' defense will probably still stink here to some degree. So taking uh, full advantage of that here to put up some big, big numbers and pick up where he left off when he was hurt against the Giants in 2020. Now we have a little bit of a deviation. Lamar Jackson is your fifth-ranked quarterback, and uh, we know he was the guy a couple years ago. He dropped to ninth overall in average uh, fantasy football half-point PPR scoring, not affecting quarterbacks, but in that uh, sense. So we're expecting him to rebound a little bit, the jump, there, part of it is the weaponry is a little bit better overall. He's got some help at wide receiver. Uh, Lamar got out of a slump here. He's got Sammy Watkins and just more options with Shot Bateman. So good receiving upgrade here for the Ravens. Their offensive line worked on it to get it back up to speed. They're going to be fine with their running attack. They're not going to be slowed down by Mark Ingram. They've got the young back settled in and J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. So that bump is there. I think that's fair to put him in the upper half of uh, QB1s uh, from his uh, solid QB1 performance last year, which still was uh, no slouch to just drop to number nine. It took some rallying in the second half of the season, but it definitely did happen for Lamar Jackson. These are all players that were looking for 23, 24 points per game, somewhere in that range. So that is a really good uh, quarterback tier, and it's really changing the way we look at QB1s and QB2s because, again, what was an acceptable... QB1 performance in the past isn't that case with all these guys that are running and performing. Speaking of guys running and performing, Russell Wilson is about where he should be. He was ranked 6th here, 7th in scoring in terms of average there last year. So makes a lot of sense that Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson back-to-back. Wilson, we're a little bit concerned. The schedule, the cool-off in the second half, he seems to be more inconsistent where the front load and all that is amazing, but then the back load... Not so good as the schedule gets tougher and the defenses he sees, especially with 49ers and Rams twice each in the division. Overall, so we want a little bit more consistency from Wilson. That's really what we want is that we want these guys to keep that average and score week in and week out versus uh, having a few big games and having a few clunkers and just being inconsistent from time to time. For Wilson, it's not game to game. It's half to season. Second half of season, maybe it goes away here without Brian Schottenheimer there to clamp him down as offensive coordinator. The next guy is Aaron Rodgers, and we still think he's going to be at the Green Bay Packers, but he finished fifth last year, the average scoring. 
And he's seventh here. So I think people are expecting a little bit cool down, come back to earth. That usually is the case with the passing touchdown guys. The number was so gaudy last year, throwing to Devontae Adams. We know the year before it was a lot of rushing. So I think it levels out. So Aaron Jones didn't see as many touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers saw a few more touchdowns. That balances out a little bit, but still an upper tier to me. QB1 that you can't go wrong with after those flasher names off the board. Just take the MVP. Assuming he's still in Green Bay, he's going to be fine. The offensive line is there. The weapons are there beyond Adams at this point to put up those numbers. But yeah, there'll be a little bit of regression, but not that big time because he played at a really high level last year and a little bit less maybe in the running game with Jamal Williams gone as well. The next guys lined up exactly where he finished in average scoring last year is Justin Herbert. Now, this is the last uh, player we'll talk about before we uh, take our first uh, break here. We're going to eventually get through, uh, again, pretty deep into the QB1s and uh, QB2s here. So we're not going to leave any uh, stone unturned here with these passers. But Justin Herbert, ranked 8th, finished 8th as a rookie last year. But a lot of changes. He lost Hunter Henry's tight end. They didn't really upgrade receiver as much as he thought they might. We'll have to see. He had a very good rookie year. He threw the ball downfield. He was aggressive, spread the ball around. They're uh, this could be a little bit more balanced offense. This is a different offense. We know Anthony Lynn and uh, Shane Steichen have left. They had a great influence on Herbert. So it's hard to say a second-year quarterback is going to stay status quo. There could be a bit of a sophomore slump there. Yeah, I think it's a bit aggressive here on Justin Herbert, especially with a lot of other quarterbacks uh, showing some upside behind him, whether they're runners or pocket guys in 2021. So there's the top eight. We will break down all the way through uh, – I think we'll get into the deep 20s here and then just kind of have a watch list of guys that we're not sure about the starting situations on those teams, and we've got to navigate through that before we can really look at uh, ranking all the quarterbacks in the end. But first I got to tell you, hey, fantasy football fans, listen up. Eugenics, the number one free selling testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Eugenics Total T, text DRAFT to 231231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofin, which helps boost free testosterone, total testosterone levels, and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Eugenics Total T is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy and endurance like the TV ads say, she'll like it too. If you're over 40, don't let age get in the way. Get your edge back with Eugenics. Plus text now. And they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back into shape. Absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231231. That's DRAFT to 231231. Message and data rates may apply. Also, uh, this episode is brought to you by Wealthfront. Uh, stonks, memes, rocket ships, day trading can be a lot of fun, but if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. Team up with Wealthfront instead. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds, personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the vesting based on your preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over 
$20 billion of assets, and you can get your first 5000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash NFL. All you need is 500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first 5000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash NFL. That's wealthfront.com slash NFL to start growing your savings. That's wealthfront.com slash NFL and get started today. We will continue here with the show. Our number nine quarterback, according to the consensus uh, fantasy football rankings on Fantasy Pros, is the Philadelphia Eagles' new starter, Jalen Hurts. He's number nine. So we did a little bit of a deep dive into where he would have finished in terms of that last four-game stretch where he really started for the Eagles. I mean, he was used as a gadget player, came in a little bit. Other than that, was active for those games. But he would have finished sixth, folks. That's how big the season was. So right there with Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, uh, more than 23 fantasy points per game when you count uh, passing touchdowns for six points. So yeah, so if Jalen Hurts finished at six, we're putting him at nine. Again, the running baseline is there. He's got increased weapons with Devonta Smith. He still has his two tight ends, Dallas Goddard and uh, Zach Ertz. He's got a lot of other receivers to help. He's got his running. He can dump it off to the backs. Plenty of support here for Jalen Hurts. New quarterback-friendly offense here with Nick Sirianni. It's a little bit buyer beware. I think that's why we're hedging our bets a little bit, dropping him from 6 to 9 based on where he ended up last season. So, yeah, Jalen Hurts definitely has a lot of potential. We love the running ability. Again, that's always going to boost these quarterbacks. And uh, if you look at it, he's the guy that you think the running would be pretty consistent and a part of his game to boost his numbers. And uh, there's a few other guys that are going to do that that we look at beyond the top 10, but Hertz certainly has that a pretty strong baseline here going into 2021 with the new coaching staff. The next one on the list is Tom Brady. He's number 10. Uh, he was uh, finished 11th last year. So big year for Tom Brady statistically, but he doesn't give you anything on the ground. So a lot of it has to come through the air, but he's got a lot of weapons there. The receivers, the tight ends, uh, the backs, all producing for him. So yeah, I think I would stay about status quo with Brady, because nothing changed here with the Bucks offense. Still Byron Leftwich and Bruce Arians, and everyone is staying. All the receivers, all the tight ends, maybe even a little bit more help from the tight end spot with O.J. Howard. Fully healthy, a little bit of help in the backfield with Gio Bernard in the mix. But overall, I mean, Brady should be pretty status quo with the numbers. Remember, this team could also put up some big leads and uh, play defense at a high level if they go wire-to-wire as a dominant team, so maybe a little less volume for Brady in some of these games. Uh, that could cool down his numbers a bit here in 2021, but it makes sense to keep the value around the same. Now, this one is very interesting. Matthew Stafford jumps up to number 11 on the rankings. Do you know where he finished with the Lions last year? Number 21. Now, that's, remember, in average points per game speak. So it's not just this time he didn't play as well. There's some injuries around him. He's been banged up here for a while. And the interesting thing is Jared Goff finished 22nd in the Rams offense. So you're looking at a guy who finished 21st, replacing a guy who finished 22nd in that same offense. So this seems very aggressive for a pocket passer in Matthew Stafford. This team also plays very good defense. They can run the ball with Cam Akers. I don't think you're going to see that Stafford, that garbage fourth quarter stuff that you usually saw with the Lions where he put a lot of his numbers up there. So... I think this is way aggressive for Stafford at 11. I know they have very good receiving weapons with the Rams, but Goff had those too, and they were limited with the results. So very aggressive. I think there's just a little bit of buzz 
and overhype about Stafford and his arm being in Sean McVay's offense. And yeah, I think there's definitely going to be a bump up. I don't think he's going to finish 22nd or 21st, but to put him all the way inside solidly in the QB1 is a little bit of a stretch for me here in 2021. The next guy that I'm uh, looking at here is uh, Joe Burrow. So he rounds out the QB1s in terms of looking at 12-team leagues. He finished 18th in average fantasy football scoring. He had that ACL injury. He's coming off that. But the Bengals defense still work in progress. A little bit better. They added some pieces. so They won't be as much of a liability. The offensive line, they hope it will be a little bit better. Joe Mixon in the running game could revive a little bit here. As Mixon missed a lot last year, but... I still see a lot of volume for Joe Burrow. He's got three excellent receivers there. Now with the Jamar Chase joining T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. C.J. Uzuma was a key target for him at tight end. You can throw it a mix in and dump it off. And again, this Bengals team probably going to be playing from behind. And you'll see games where Burrow throws 40 to 50 times on a regular basis here. So this all lines up pretty well. I'd rather be more aggressive with Joe Burrow. His ranking this is only a bump up from six. While Stafford is a bump up from 10 spots where he finished last year in terms of, again, the average scoring, which is the real number here that we want to look at. So, yeah, Burrow, just a little bit more comfortable there than Stafford, uh, just looking at the situations here, especially a good team versus bad team. Ryan Tannehill, this is a guy that I I would like to downgrade a little bit. He's 13th, so borderline QB1, QB2. He finished 10th, so that was QB1 last year, but... It's hard. I mean, you have A.J. Brown, but you lost Joni Smith at tight end. You lost Corey Davis. Those are two weapons out. How good is Anthony Ferkser to be consistently on the field? This is a run-first team. They do have some uh, options here to stretch the field. Josh Reynolds has joined them from the Rams. Did use a draft pick on Drake Kirkpatrick. But it's uh, just uh, a not the best uh, situation here for Tannehill to keep up that momentum. So th- uh, three kind of... Spot drop is natural, but I think it doesn't account for the fact that some of the guys behind him might be bumped up here this season as well. Speaking of guys behind him, the guy at 14 is Matt Ryan. Guess where Matt Ryan finished last year on average in scoring 14th? So he's right where we're thinking status quo, but I don't know if you can look at that that way because this Falcons defense still in transition. You have Julio Jones, hopefully back at a healthier rate. You have there, Kyle Pitts, who can be a big factor. Calvin Ridley with the scoring. You have a new offense where Mike Davis can help the running game quite a bit here and give them some uh, boost, but still going to be dependent on the passing game, setting it up off Arthur Smith. So I, I think Matt Ryan is a guy that we know can be a bit of a yo-yo in fantasy football with his scoring, and I think this one maybe goes arrow up here at, at some point as we get closer to the season. The guy at number 15 is Kirk Cousins, and he finished 12th, so he was the last QB1, technically, in terms of the average scoring last year. So, Cousins, we know, it starts with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, and he continues to Irv Smith, Dalvin Cook catching passes now. So, again, Kirk Cousins is not an exciting player, but as you see some of these guys rising up, I think it's an interesting debate that you can have Cousins versus Stafford here, when you look clearly that Cousins was the more effective fantasy football player last year on his old team, the Vikings. So I think you look at it, Vikings or Rams, who, where are you going to get the passing numbers from? So that'll be a battle, and I bet that Cousins finishes a little higher than expected and Stafford finishes a little lower than expected, and they meet somewhere in that 13-14 range in scoring in the end. The number 16 guy is interesting. It's Trevor Lawrence, and someone was paying attention to where Gardner Minshew finished last year. 
Gardner Minshew finished 15th in average scoring. So Trevor Lawrence is one spot behind that. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, this defense is not that good. They've got quite a few weapons. He's a very talented young quarterback. We saw Minshew right away in their produce. I know it's a different offense, uh, different kind of philosophy, different coaching staff, everything in place here. But there are some weapons, and he's going to throw quite a bit. He has a decent running baseline as well if he needs to, to uh, pad his stats that way with a few touchdowns. But you figure the Jaguars are going to have to throw quite a bit. That's why they had Travis Etienne back who can catch. So, you know, the volume is going to be pretty high. I'm a little bit worried about the Daryl Bevel and uh, Brian Schottenheimer influence. Is that going to rein him in a little bit? But, yeah, putting him around where Minshew is makes sense and dropping him a notch for good measure as well. So a little uh, fair to uh, Lawrence for sure overall with that ranking. Number 17 on the board is Baker Mayfield. So pretty aggressive jump for Baker, maybe with Odell Beckham Jr. back. Don Peoples-Jones and those young receivers maybe having a bigger factor. He's got some depth at tight end. His backs catch passes really well. But 24-17, to 17, I don't know if I can expect that big of a jump. It's still a running team at heart. This team also should be better defensively. So I don't think you'll see a lot of garbage from the Browns, as we've seen in the past. And uh, Baker is a little bit running game dependent to open things up for scoring. So he's one of those guys he can drop 250-4, and four, but then he can have a 201 game easily and a very limited... Uh, stuff there with his touchdown so watch out that for that with uh baker mayfield but really feeling confident that trevor lawrence live up to 16 while mayfield may fall short of 17 as uh, two number one overall picks at number 18 is carson wentz here so he's in the middle tier qb2 if you look at his numbers last year he actually finished 19th in his final season with the eagles in terms of their average points a game and that includes the games he missed so it probably would have been a little bit better without those Jalen Hurts starts in there for Carson Wentz, if you look at the numbers on average here. So, yeah, it would have been a little bit better overall. So he would have probably been like 16 or 17 if he had started those last four games. But overall, you look at uh, where Phillip Rivers finished, however, 27th in the Colts' offense. I know it's a little bit different. Nick Sirianni is now with Hurts in Philadelphia. So something we're to watch here, but... I think it makes sense to be a little bit more conservative with Carson Wentz with all those pretty solid options ahead of him here in 2021. All right, that takes care of the uh, top 18. We'll uh, cover the last few notables as well as uh, some guys on the watch list here that we'll look at. So we'll get all the way through uh, number uh, 28 there in the rankings and look where we're standing and then some rookies we're going to watch there at this position as well. But I do have to Tell you about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and information for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over Bet Online, your laptop or mobile device, and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, contest information. And don't forget to look at the NFL props for the season ahead before we get into the games and closer to week one. Those things are available for you now for some action there at Bet Online. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs there in hockey and hoops. Head to the website or use a mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is enter the promo code Locked On. Again, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Waiting for you at Bet Online. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. We'll be right back here to close the show looking at our 
last few uh, fantasy football quarterbacks in the consensus rankings for 2021. All right, let's uh, start at number 19 or continue at number 19 here. Mr. Jones, Daniel Jones is at 19. In terms of uh, average points per game, he finished at 31. He was battling the injuries last year. They had to put Colt McCoy in there, so a little bit of a grinder. But we also know this uh, offense really lost a lot with Saquon Barkley. Didn't have a lot of reliable receiving forces there for Jones. A lot of the production was tied to his running. Remember those big runs he had, very athletic guy, can make some plays there. So, again, that probably saved his value. It still wasn't all that great, but this is a guy I'm watching for. I like the aggressive trend, 12 spots up from where he finished. There you get Kenny Galladay. You look at the weapons all of a sudden. Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton. You got uh, now second tight end with Kyle Rudolph joining Evan Ingram. Barkley. I mean, there's just a lot of weapons here for New York to exploit. And Jones is going to be the center of that. So his running does give you a little bit of extra appeal here as a sleeper here. As a QB2. Do you trust Daniel Jones? That's what it comes down to. I think 19, that number could slowly go up. If we saw a lot of breakout confidence with him, and there's a few shaky things about him, but the weapons, the athleticism, the arm, this is now or never for Daniel Jones. He's a great stash with upside as a QB2. It could turn out to be a surprise QB1. Would not surprise anyone, really, in the end, in uh, the situation where the Giants have loaded up uh, offensively for, for him, with Galladay uh, being supreme here as that big target who can stretch the field and also close in the red zone. There's also an expectation that Tua Tagovailoa will be a little bit more reliable in fantasy football. Coincidentally, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick finished 25th in scoring. Tua finished 29th in average scoring. He's bumped up to 20. We'll take also Ryan Fitzpatrick here. He's 22. So he goes to that Washington situation. Tua moves up without Fitzpatrick. He gets a receiver here as well as Jalen Waddle, Will Fuller. You got Devontae Parker, Mike Isecki. So the weapons are going to be there. They're going to be a little bit more aggressive with Tua. He's got the mobility to make things happen with his legs as well. So something we're definitely going to monitor with uh, Tua Tagovailoa here in uh, 2021. Again, this is not a bad bump up. I mean, Jones was a 12-spot bump. We're expecting a 9-spot bump from Tua. Again, he has to connect with those weapons, but we like the situations there. It hurts. Certainly getting the benefit of the doubt more than these two guys. I think Hertz has a little bit more established consistency as a fantasy football scorer. Well, Jones flashed and Tua, although he has the upside, hasn't really shown that to us yet. And that's where the disparity is with Jones and Tua down at 19 and 20. In between Tua and Fitzpatrick at 21 in the rankings is Ben Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger actually finished 13 in terms of average points per game last year. So just outside of QB1 status. But we know with all these other risers and all the other kind of developments in the passing game. The Steelers becoming maybe a run-heavier team, relying less on Ben Roethlisberger after the struggles late last season melted down to the playoffs with the turnovers and all that. So maybe a little bit less Big Ben leaning here for the Steelers. So, yeah, 21 I think is a fair assessment. I think he could plummet a little bit more than that. Maybe a little higher, maybe finish 18 or 19 there in scoring. But, yeah, Roethlisberger, an older pocket passer for a team that's probably going to run more. Already a very good defensive team. He's going to give you nothing in the running game. So, yeah, that makes sense for Roethlisberger's decline here. Fitzpatrick is actually three spots up from 25, as we mentioned, was his finish from last year. 22 is his rank now. Not a bad streaming option. We know he's got the keys to some good weapons here. Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Logan Thomas, 
Antonio Gibson. So not bad array of weapons. And he's serviceable, but one of those guys you're going to look at streaming or as a QB2 for sure, not someone uh, you're going to have as that reliable uh, backup that you may want because of his uh, inconsistency, even in the best matchups. Now the next guy on the list is Justin Fields. So this is presuming he's going to start over Andy Dalton. And I feel that way as well. And uh, keep in mind, Mr. Trubisky finished, even though he didn't uh, start all the games there, toggled with Nick Foles. He finished number 24. So Mr. Trubisky was usable. He was a QB2. He streamed for a while in the right matchups. Justin Fields can be a lot more than that. I think it's a pretty conservative estimate. The running baseline is there again. That's what you want from uh, young quarterbacks that you can put up some numbers that way, 600 yards, 6 TDs, whatever he supplements his passing with. But this is, uh, remember, keeping in mind that he may not win the starting job. So we're factoring that already into his ranking of 23, and it could definitely uh, bump up from there once we have clarity in the battle between him and Andy Dalton. Derek Carr is number 24. He finished 20th in average scoring last year. So Carr is one of those guys you think he's putting up a lot of numbers, but Again, Carr, the difficulty with him is that he doesn't run anything, and he's not going to give you anything in that regard, even though he's a decent athlete. They have inconsistent weapons here. They still want to be the baseline running team here with uh, now Kenny Drake in the mix with Josh Jacobs. So, yeah, Derek Carr is about status quo. I'm just feeling, man, not someone I want to bang the table to invest for here in 2021. Deshaun Watson is the biggest plummeter here, so we're putting him at 25 here. This is the Fantasy Football Pros uh, look here, and you look at his ranking from last year, 6, so he's the smack dab uh, upper tier QB1 last year. Watson is now, uh, you're looking at, uh, now way down among the QB2s, and that's assuming that he's not going to play, so it's kind of just an arbitrary ranking for now to see where we're going, but yeah, if he doesn't play, I'm not sure you're going to be excited about Tyrod Taylor or Davis Mills in there for fantasy. But yeah, that takes an option off the board. So that's going to slide a lot of people up here into that ability to be a QB1 in terms of the top 12 average scorers in 2021. So the rankings also presume Jameis Winston is going to win over Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, I think, has a little bit more fantasy appeal, so he might be bumped up from this. But Jameis Winston, uh, when he got in, he finished 16th. So he has some potential here in this offense. 26th is his rank here. So watch that versus Hill, but I think Winston's going to have more value. Whoever wins that Saints job is going to have some of our interest as a QB2 just in general for what they have. Sam Darnold is at 27th. He was really off the radar in terms of a score last year. So we'll see what we get from him in the situation with the Panthers. Now, Teddy Bridgewater was a pretty buried uh, QB last year as a QB2, so don't have major extra expectations, but he has potential. They've got some weapons here to maybe break out, but we got to see a lot more sample size to trust Sam Darnold here in 2021. Jared Goff is uh, there ranked 28th here. He was 22nd in scoring last year, so goes to the Lions. They don't have a lot of weapons here. They have TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift, but Rashad Perryman, uh, Tyra Williams, Amen Ross, St. Brown. These could be his best receivers. They're a big drop-off from his best days with the Rams here. So, yeah, new offense he's trying to adjust to with Anthony Lynn. So, yeah, Jared Goff, not appealing at all here. Limited weapons, and uh, that plummet is probably a little bit conservative, I think, from 22 to 28. At number 29 is Cam Newton, so that presumes he's going to win over Mac Jones. Mac Jones uh, ranked a few slots Later, he, Newton actually finished 17th last year in average scoring. Part of it is the running ability and the touchdowns there that really boosted his stock. But 
Here, it's very lukewarm because of Mac Jones potentially winning that job, and that's where it's trending with that ranking. So then you have uh, Trey Lance there coming up, uh, and uh, Zach Wilson, the two rookies. If Lance and Wilson are in, I think they're going to see their numbers boost up quite a bit here. Because, again, you look at where Justin Fields is, 23. You look at Trevor Lawrence at 16. Lance is going to inherit the keys to a big offense. I mean, you look at Jimmy Garoppolo, few notches below him. You have Zach Wilson pretty much alone here. They don't have a lot of other Jets options here in 2021. So it's uh, very interesting to see how that will play out to those two situations. Uh, I think Zach Wilson is going to be more valuable than people think. If Trey Lance gets in there over Jimmy Garoppolo again, the running ability can really boost him. I think Garoppolo stays here buried beyond the uh, QB2s if he has to start for a year for the 49ers. Uh, and then Situations like the Broncos we're going to avoid here don't really want to tap into and there's no answers and uh, no one that inspiring there to put up some numbers there. But yeah, we'll watch the rookies. I'm pretty confident again that Fields is going to start. That's why the ranking is there. Lawrence guaranteed start. Wilson is going to start. Lance will have to see. Jones will have to see. But those five first-round quarterbacks really throw a wrench in those veterans that exist on those teams. All right, there's your look at the quarterback rankings, the updated uh, versions now, and uh, the takeaways from that. And we know these things will change as we get closer to training camp. We'll, re- we'll revisit that preseason, all that good stuff. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Lockdown Today podcast. Host Peter Burkowski updates on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This has been another edition as we start another week of Locked On Fantasy Football. Thanks so much for listening. This has been Vinny Iyer. We'll see you tomorrow with a look at the latest on the running back rankings according to Fantasy Pros.